Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com starring Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Call in right now at 917-889-2693, that's 917-889-2693. You can also join us in the chat room, it is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Ai Susuhara, and Kendra and Diana are on the phones today, so thank you to the ladies um, Laura, yeah, we're going to be talking to Kendra in a second, but share with us uh, the big news. Yeah, so for some of you who know Kendra, she's the one who screens your calls when you call in, and uh, she had lost her cat, Boo, to an illness not too long ago, and she's been um, pretty devastated, and um, Boo has made her way back um, into another kitten, and now she's back. And she's reincarnated. Um, it's pretty fascinating. And uh, we should have Kendra tell the story. I know. Um, we should have Kendra tell the story. I don't think they're ready for another minute. So um, should okay. we come back to her? Yeah, let's come back. Um, okay. I can say a little bit about reincarnation if you want. Yeah, that would be tell great. Tell everybody about reincarnation. So, um Reincarnation is really fascinating, and it and it actually happens way more than we probably think that it does. Um, and it's 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 quite a miracle when you actually know that you have your pet back again. Um, usually, when they go to heaven, the animals are pretty happy. Um, it's very rare that they're not happy, but sometimes they want to come back to their people. And they can make their way. They can have uh, angels or guys or uh, family members of yours or other animals that help them find their way back into another body. And and oftentimes you are just magnets to one another. Sometimes your animals come back to you and you don't even know that it's an animal from a past life or um, from their past life or an animal that you had before because sometimes they come back with different lessons to learn and different characteristics. So you might say sometimes they're like, oh, he kind of reminds me how he does this, like Sammy does it, but... Um, you know, you don't think like the whole animal looks like Sammy. They're just little bits of characteristics that are like them. And then other times the animal comes back and it's like the same exact animal just in a different body. They have all the same characteristics. They remember, they have all the same memories. And uh, it's just like you're continuing life again. And uh, both are quite fascinating. For some of you who know, I actually have a reincarnation. Luca, my poodle, is a reincarnation of my wolf dog. And he's been really interesting to watch because he doesn't necessarily remember being Maya. And um, he's a poodle, so he doesn't look much like a wolf. But every now and then I look at him and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so much like Maya. And he has behaviors that are so much like Maya. 
But Maya in heaven had told me where to find him, what his name would be, when I would find him, when he would come home, and gave me pretty much everything, what he would look like and everything that pinpointed him. And so it was just something I could not ignore. Do you have any questions, I, that could help the conversation? No, I just want to, I think Kendra's ready, but I just want to also okay. say that my um, Aussie doodle Fenway is a reincarnation of my Dalmatian Ventura. And I'm so glad he didn't come back. It is exactly the same dog. Because <laughs> I would be really stressed out. Yeah. Though I love him. I love him, but, you know. Uh, okay, let's get to Kendra. Kendra, I think, uh, are you ready? The funny thing about us is that me and you didn't want our dogs to come back. We're like, no, come back. Kendra is on. Yeah, well, hey, Kendra. Hi. Hi. Well, so tell well, us. I this definitely is so wanted exciting. you to come back. So, Sorry, what? Tell us a little bit about Boo and your story with Boo and how you felt and how you found her. Well, she, her and her, she was a little kitten outside. I live in like a coyote infested area. And her and her mom and her like brothers and sisters used to come by my house. And I don't like to you know, have anybody hungry, so I used to feed them, and then eventually um, Boo just came by herself, and um, we captured her, and she was a black cat, and, you know, there's like a stigma about black cats, that they're bad luck, so, you know, we thought that we should take her in, and, like, from the get-go, she was just not like a feral cat at all. She was instantly just lovable and cuddling and playful. And, and it was like a really, I think, a like a hard time. And like a, there was a lot of stuff going on negatively in the family. And she just brought such a light into mm. our home. And she was sort of like your soulmate, wouldn't you say? Or she, oh, was like, she was beyond my soulmate. Like I've never had a connection with an animal so deep as I did with Boo. And, mm-hmm. you know, at, at one year old, we thought she had leukemia and she had three blood transfusions. And then um, then I, that's when I found you. And I, I wanted to talk, you know, to my animals and see how she was doing. And that's when you told me that Snoopy, we have, we have another cat, um, that Snoopy, like, would say that, you know, the vet doesn't believe in Boo's health, get a second opinion, and we got a second opinion, and we got extensive tests done, and she didn't have leukemia, so we, like, switched her food, and we had herbs, like, I guess she had this an anemic, anemic problem, and, mm-hmm. um, and we just, like, she was in remission for, like, we didn't know what she had, we just thought she was anemic, and we'd get her blood levels checked, and, um, just, I guess, in November, and she was, like, the greatest cat. Like, she was just, she was just such, like, Snoopy got along with her. It was just, like, she was just perfect. And mm-hmm. um, and then, like, in, I guess, October, you know, we got her blood levels checked again, and she started going down, and we put her back on prednisone, and she just went down fast. We went to a specialty vet, and, mm-hmm. um, like, four blood transfusions later, there was, like, mm-hmm. nothing they could do because her body was just fighting this. She had, like, something called IMHA. Or, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she started spitting up blood the last day, and mm-hmm. it was just oh, a nightmare. Gosh. So mm-hmm. sad. And then she passed away, right? And she what, passed away November 24th. Right. And then you were feeling terrible. Um. Yeah, I've never dealt with so much, 
sorrow and heartbreak in my life. Like, it was not fun. Like, I brought everyone down with me. And you wanted Boo to come back, right? Oh, I was wanting her to come back. I, like, you know, and then I had a reading with you, a one-on-one reading with you, and, you know, Boo said that she was coming back. Mm-hmm. But she was going to do her job in heaven and that she will come back to me. And then I think like a week ago, I think I texted you and I was like, I'm ready now. I mean, I'm like, I need Boo to come back now because De- my sister Deanna and my husband, they were like pushing me to get another animal and I just wasn't ready. And I was waiting for you to tell me when Boo was coming back because I didn't want to miss the boat. I wanted Boo back. And um, Lou, my husband, he was... He looked online at all these rescues at like probably like a hundred animals, a hundred cats, and he didn't show me one because I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then he found this one cat that like looked a little bit like Boo, but it was striped, and it looked like our cat Snoopy, but had like Boo features. And he just felt like this feeling with Boo, and he forced me to call the rescue. And the lady brought that cat down with like her brothers and sisters, and one of the brothers was black. And it, like, looked like Boo, and this cat was, like, like, we were in a little bathroom meeting all the cats, and the cat was, like, instantly, like, on top of me purring, and it's been crazy ever since. Because, of course, we got two, and we got the little striped one and the one. And you have felt your pain about Boo since this little black cat, and you feel like it's Boo has lessened, right, Since, since you have this little Bruno back. Oh, beyond. Like, there were so many days when I, um, when I, after I lost Boo, like, you know, we get into our, like, normal lives and we start complaining. Like, you know, I'd fight with my husband. I'd complain about me. I would not be happy with, you know, I just wasn't appreciating what I had. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just wish I had those days back when it's like, what's really important? It's like the love of my animals and all, like, those blessings. Mm. I think it's really interesting to note that when your animal comes back to you, it feels like such a miracle, that feeling of missing the, that animal in a past life is lessened. And you feel almost like reborn again with the animal. And like you said, to be more grateful of things because it's such a miracle of life. If, it's, if it wasn't Boo and you were trying to like convince yourself of that, your yeah. sorrow would still be really strong. And the really cool thing I think is important to note is that it wasn't me that told Kendra that the cat was, that Bruno was the cat, was her old boo. She felt it herself. Yeah. And that's something that, that people really need to trust is when they, and I say that to people all the time when they call me for these consultations, you need to hold the animal and you need to feel it for yourself, whether or not it's your old cat. And you got that right away. But when she was in heaven, remember how she said that she was with, what did she say? Like, Oh, yeah. The, the, in the reading, uh, she said that she was with, like, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. That grandmother loves cats and has a sister that looks like Snoopy. And it's weird that when Lou found the, the sister that looks like Snoopy and the black and Bruno came with her. Yeah, so your grandma sent them both back. Yes. And they're like pure love. It's so cute. Like they slept with me last night. They like cuddle with me. It's so cute. And and Bruno, which is Boo, oh my God, she goes, he goes to, and I, 
always used to mess up Boo back in the day. Boo was a, a girl, but I always used to call her a he. And now that Bruno's a he, I call her a she all the time, so I'm always I'm still messing up. But Bruno goes to all the same places that Boo used to go to, plays exactly like Boo, stretches like Boo, sleeps like Boo. It's like so it, – it's, it's, it's crazy. It's that like is, I, I. It's like shocking. Um, I love it. I absolutely it's, love it. Tell um, me about it. We all. Love I know, it. Oh. but I think <laughs> you, me, and I, because this uh, girl has changed since this cat came. Thank God. Oh, I have no sorrow. <laughs> like I was a mess. Mm. I was. I oh, brought everyone oh. down with me. I was yelling at Diana. Every like just for no reason. I just yell. I'd be yelling at everybody. I was very angry. Very yeah. sad that Luther told me. Can I tell you what Boo said when we first spoke to her yesterday? Can I yes. read that? Boo says my mom had. Oh, so Kendra told me, and she said, "Don't I have a nice body? It's a healthy body." Talking about her new body as Bruno. It was a lot easier than I thought to find a body, and I remember everything. I remember everything that I went through, and I'm like two spirits now, but really just one, because my mom sees that there are miracles in the world. Mom, I traveled through light. I traveled through light, and here I am. And then when I spoke to the kitten, who's Bruno, who's Boo reincarnated, Bruno says, talking to me is like talking to Boo. I get really wise, and then I think like a kitten, but mostly I'm really wise. And that's, that's very true is that how they, they feel because they are back in a kitten body, but Boo pretty, Bruno has a lot of the memories of being Boo, which is really neat, and that's not the way it always happens. So. It's crazy how confident he is in the house. Like Kobe, which is the striped one, Kobe is the new cat, and he's very She's very scared and timid, but Bruno acts like he owns the house because back in the day, he he did. He was worshipped. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> walks around like he owns the house. It's so cute. That is That's great. Awesome. Oh, congratulations, Snoopy. Kendra. Thank you. I'm so happy. Yeah. Thank you. And Snoopy never hissed at Boo once. But, of course, with Kobe, he's hissing. But he's better now. That's good. Good. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Kendra. Anytime. Thank you so much, Laura. Oh, thank gosh. <laughs> thanks, Kendra. That was a tough few months. Thank you so much. Yay. All right. We're going to put you back in, Laura. The, in the queue. Thanks. Okay, bye. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Isn't I can't that? believe I, I I was shocked. I saw your Facebook post. Because I actually didn't get your text message last night saying that Kendra oh. found Boo. And yeah. it was just shocking. That's really cool. I know. What's so shocking to me is when people are so devastated that their animal is gone, you just think they're never going to get better. And you can't talk yourself into finding an animal. Like, people sometimes mm-hmm. will see a picture, and then they'll become, like, obsessed. And they'll be like, that's my cat reincarnated or my dog reincarnated. And they become obsessed with the fantasy of it. But then mm-hmm. when they go meet the animal, they're, like, devastated because it's nothing like them. They don't have any yeah. connection. So yeah. the fact that she, she you know, I, I mean, you're like magnets. You just show up, which is so yeah. cool. That's so cool. Uh, I'm so excited for her because I know what that feels like with um, 
Fenway and everything. And I, you know, I've had him for a couple months now, uh, three months now, and just life is so much better with him. And do you see Ventura in Fenway? Yeah, like his goofiness, and he likes the same kind of foods. He still gets into problems because he's eating his stuffed animal toys. And like yesterday or two days ago at daycare, uh, you know, I got pulled aside from at Wagville, like, you know, like I wouldn't have to go to the principal's office kind of thing. Because <laughs> they said, uh, so Fenway pooped out like a spongy material. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> and then I know I felt horrible, like a horrible mother, first of all. And oh, then why is that horrible? Any dog could get into stuff like that. I know, but I saw him getting into it, and I should have stopped him a lot sooner than I did. <laughs> but because he looked like he was having so much fun. <laughs> he just needs to know not to swallow. I know, and I, I told him. But then, like, yesterday he was there, and I think because he ate this, the um, stuffing, his tummy's been a little bit off or something, and he's had, you know, not good poop. And so then I got a phone call at my house from Wagville yesterday saying, just to let you know, his poop was really soft and, you know. <laughs> I'm getting so great, though. How yeah. great is Wagville? They're, like, on top of it. Oh, totally. They check everything. They tell you every day you pick them up. They tell you, like, if there's any changes in behavior or physical, you know, anything. Um, And they tell you, like, who their friends were every day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they're really awesome. Yeah, he'd have fun. Yeah, if anyone's in the Los Angeles, Wagville is an awesome uh, doggy daycare. Fenway's there, too, so your dogs could play with my dog. (laughs) All right, let's go to calls. We have, as our first caller, let me get to my notes here, Um, we have Kimberly, who's calling with Angel, the dog, who's a shepherd and pit mix. Um, Angel is eight years old, tan and white, with a pink nose, Uh, German shepherd-type hair with white socks. You got that image in your mind? Uh, she got sick in November and is on prednisone. So let's find out how Hello. Angel is feeling. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, how are you? Good. So how, um, what kind of sickness is Angel diagnosed with? Well, she hasn't been officially diagnosed. When I first took her to the to the vet in um, November, they thought she had a slip disc and put her on prednisone, pain pills, and um, a muscle relaxer. But then she got progressively worse. She stopped eating for uh, like a, almost two weeks and um, got dehydrated. So I had to take her into ER. They rehydrated her, uh, took uh, spine x-rays, didn't find anything on the spine x-rays, nothing in her urine. Um, she, in November and December, had blood panels run. Uh, nothing was abnormal, but yet she was very ill. She was wobbly. She couldn't stand up. And um, while she, she spent two days in the hospital, 
you know, it was to the point where she got so sick, it was to the point where I didn't know if it was time to put her down or not, even though it came very unexpectedly. But they put her back on prednisone, and then she perked up. And so now, you know, she's definitely got her her appetite back and that nature. But once this prednisone, if you reduce the dosage on it, then she starts to go down again. So they thought that she might have a neurological issue, like she could have had a stroke or, you know, this in, uh, stroke, cancer, blood, uh, brain tumor, or some kind of autoimmune deficiency. Oh, my God, I, I have, have no idea. Right, no right, because they, they have to do the they have to do the MRI to verify that. But I didn't have the money at the time to pay them mm. the expense of the MRI. So mm. I was wondering how she feels inside of her body. You know, does, mm. she, does this feel sick or does this feel like a, you know, like a muscle bone thing in her neck? Mmm, good question. You should take her to a chiropractor too, because okay. sometimes. When they're out of alignment in the neck there, if they knock out their atlas there, they can exhibit these these symptoms. Right. And sometimes it's an easy fix. And the vets, don't, they're not necessarily looking for out of alignment in the spine. So even though they took spinal x-rays, they might not even catch it. But okay. You might want to bring those x-rays to a chiropractor, a veterinary chiropractor, and see what they okay. have to say. That I would okay. definitely try that. And so let's but let's talk to Angel, too, and see how she feels. So okay. is she home now or is she in the hospital? Uh, no, she's at home. She's home. Good. Okay, let's get her. Let's get Angel. She says, I still feel really sick. Okay. She says she feels weak and really nauseous, mm. and I feel dizzy. Okay. She says she thinks it's something inside of her. Okay. That's awesome. I feel like it's me. running through me. And sometimes when I pee, it stings. That's a really hard one, too, because even if she was out of alignment, it could make her feel that way inside. You know? So, um... Do you know what, what brought this on, Angel? Do you know what happened? Did you have, like, a stroke or a seizure? Or do you remember being twitchy at all? Do you remember anything like that? She says she remembers getting really thirsty and my mouth getting really dry. And then I remember not being able to move very well. She said it's a terrible feeling. Oh, it almost sounds like poison. But if she had poison, they would have, they would have, uh, they would have caught it. Up it in her blood. Yeah, I think they would have. Um, she says she still feels really weak inside. Hmm. What kind of food do you have her on? Um, she eats the um, the halo dry and then five by or some of that um, refrigerated dog food. Oh, good. 
Yeah, both good, high-quality foods, and none of those got recalled lately, right? You Googled that? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um. You know, by the way she was walking um, when she first uh, got really, really weak-looking, she was savoring one side, and she was, like, stumbling, so that makes me wonder if it was a stroke. Well... I would really like her looked at by, this is the things that I think that you should do. I think you should have her looked at by a chiropractor, and okay. I think you should take her to a holistic vet. Okay. Because um, if, she, if she's out of alignment, she could favor one side. So right. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a stroke, but there's, right. but I do, one of the things that I do worry about is that she was talking about her mouth going dry and then getting really thirsty and then feeling really dizzy and then feeling like her body couldn't move. And that, right. in my experience, could be a stroke or a seizure or out of alignment or poison. So right. the cancer thing, I, I it doesn't sound like, I mean, I can't diagnose her, but it, that right. doesn't sound like cancer to me. It sounds like either she right. has some toxicity in her body and she needs to be cleansed or right. something's going on with her spine that you haven't noticed. Or that okay. they haven't. But, but the, one of the questions that a holistic doctor might think about is why is prednisone working? Right. So why the anti-inflammatory working like what is and where is it working and right. maybe they have a different approach to finding out exactly where that's coming from right. you know um recently i had one of my one of our dogs um she had like this like seizure and that lasted like all night long pretty much her eyes were like twitching all night long and i and she couldn't walk at all she was like stumbling and um, and I called the emergency, and I explained to them what was happening, and they were like, you're probably going to have to euthanize her. That sounds like a serious seizure. And and they just, um, they just sounded like she was going. And then I took her to my vet, and my vet was like, oh, no, this is, I forget exactly what they called it, but if you mm-hmm. give them this pill, it will go away. <laughs> and it did. Oh, okay. So okay. you just, you might just need to find a different doctor that knows what's going on. Right. Uh, do you have a rec- do you know anybody? I live in uh, Woodland Hills, California. In Woodland mm-hmm. Hills, is that where you are? Yes. Yeah, I know well, a place. Oh, there okay. you go. But <clears throat> there's, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, I'm sure there. You're living in an area where there's probably a lot of other holistic veterinarians, but. Um, I go to a place in Calabasas called the Holistic Veterinary Center, and um, yeah, they're pretty good. And you can, you know, they're they're very thorough, and you can check in with them. Um, do you have any other suggestions, Laura? Southern California. They have a chiropractor there too. Yeah, they have chiropractics, acupuncture, yeah. uh, rehab, okay. physical rehab, everything. Uh, okay, that sounds great. I would take her there. Okay. I will definitely look into that. And one other quick question. Um, this this has been this question in regards to her whole life, not just since she got sick, but when Angel is outside, you know, for a walk, if if she sees another dog that's like a like Angel weighs like 
60 pounds. So she sees a dog that, you know, weighs like, you know, 15 pounds up. She always gets really, uh, you know, aggressive, you know, like she's not friendly towards other dogs, even though she lives with the eight-pound carrier who's very feisty or whatever. And, okay, um, I'm going to ask her quick, and then i got to take another caller. So we're right, going to spend right. too much time on her dog aggression, but okay. we'll ask her really quick. Like, what, what, um, why are you getting aggressive to other dogs? I don't like them near me. I don't like them sniffing me. And I don't like the smell of them. <laughs> she says she doesn't think she knows how to communicate well with other dogs. Oh, okay. She doesn't feel comfortable with it. Okay. That's something when she gets better you can work on, teaching her right. how to communicate better with other dogs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kimberly, um, call us back yeah, and let us know time. if you go to the doctor, if you you know you get a new um, diagnosis or something yeah, else I is will. working. Yeah, I will definitely okay. call them today. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks. All right, our next caller is Nancy. Nancy, you're on. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, Laura. Hi, Nancy. How are you guys doing? Hi. Oh, by the way, that vet center, I think, is a good one. It's near where I live. Good, Uh, good. The one I just recommended. Yeah, that was a good referral. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, Nancy, what's happening? What's going on? Oh, well, you know our Katie, our crazy Katie. Um, she turned on her brother the other day when I turned on a shredder. She The noise bothered Deacon, and then she decided, I think, that she had to defend dogs. There were two adults and two dogs right there in the same little space. And I think she thought she had to defend us or something, and she turned on Deacon, and I didn't think she was going to let him go. But we did finally got him the, separated. Did she break the skin on him? No. And what do you mean? She was just, like, attacking him? Yeah, she was just going for his throat but as just making sounds. And um, we managed to separate him, and I put one outside. But you know Katie. You know how crazy yeah. she gets. Yeah, but she – now I think it's a sound. So I don't know. I don't – I've, I've got to be careful if I turn on something in the house and they're both in the house then. Um, I don't know if she'll know or not. You know how she is with you. She always thinks you're picking on her. <laughs> yeah, Um. Yeah, let's see, because what happens is they displace the aggression on whatever's closest. So is Deacon, huh. does Deacon look, like, scared of her now? No, they're fine. They're perfectly fine now. Oh, good, 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 good. That's good to hear. Okay. Let's she does Katie. that outside. When, when she goes to chase the squirrel, if he tries to chase the squirrel also, she stops and goes for him, and he knows when he's outside if he picks up the toy in his mouth to leave him alone, but we were inside, and he didn't have anything to grab. To, I don't know why, if he has something in his mouth, she'd just leave him alone. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, she is weird. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she doesn't see him as a threat or something if he has a toy in his mouth. Oh, you know? She wants to be the, yeah, the defender, I guess. I don't know, but now I'm worried about turning on a vacuum or anything in the house, so can you find out if that's... Uh, Yeah, and that's something I would definitely work to because if it's like a stimulation that sets them off sometimes, even if she thinks it through, sometimes Uh the noise can set it off fast and she doesn't have time to think it through. So I definitely 
put her on a leash and turn on things like the vacuum just to make sure that she's, regardless of what she says today, that um, okay, will do. That, that won't set her off. I mean, the shredder is a pretty intense noise. There really is not much like a shredder. And they you were right I mean? near it. First, I had a friend over, and he turned it on. And they, we all just happened to be right there. That's probably what did it. Yeah, it's a freaky noise. It's not, you know, like a vacuum. Well, she probably knows what a vacuum is now. So, um, Okay, let me get Katie. I know you're going to talk to me, she said. <laughs> I my told her this morning. <laughs> my mom's been saying this. Got to tell you something. It wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. Katie, you did do it, though. If you were biting your brother, you did do it. Well, I did bite him, but it wasn't me inside of me. Then who was it, Katie? It was the anger dog. The anger dog got out of me. Well, Katie, honey, you're going to need to learn how to control the anger dog, okay? You've got to need to know how to settle it. Can you feel the anger dog coming on? Like, can you feel the anger dog coming? Yeah, I feel the anger dog coming. Well, what do you think you could do instead of going after control the anger dog? Maybe you could walk away or run away. In that situation, you could have fleed, right, and gone past Deacon. I just wanted anything I could grab hold of. But why Deacon? Because he's my brother. And when I'm near him, I feel better. That's interesting. So what's happening is that she's feeling that anger coming up inside of her, and yet she's going to Deacon for safety, but then she has all that anger then she ends up taking it out on Deacon. So how to stop that? Calming signals. What did you say? Calming signals. Yeah, like she has to do the licking and the yawning and the blinking of her eyes before your right eye. I was just guessing. No, no, you're right. Um, I do tell her, but it's after the fact. Because you never yeah. know when this is coming on. It's interesting that she thinks anger dog is something separate than herself. Wow. Um, I mean, it's sort of common. Like, you've seen, like, when people say, like, if somebody else gets angry, they're like, God, he's not even like himself. He's like, so it, rage is a little bit of, like, outside of somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So how to get her to become aware. I mean, the thing with turning on a shredder is tough because it is a sudden, fast, loud noise. So you're going to have a sudden, fast reaction. Um, Katie, Could you, honey, announce, you have... announce it? Yeah, that's right. Good eyes. If you can control those noises to get her in control first, right, and say well, the thing is, it's Deacon who reacts to the noises. He's the one that reacts to vacuum or whatever. She couldn't care less. But they, I think she reacted to his reaction. It all happened so fast. Oh, well, that makes why she went to him for safety, and then she saw that he was nervous. 
Uh-huh. So that makes sense of why she would want to grab him if she's going, if she finds him her, her, the safety. And then, I mean, really what we need to do is turn it so that she looks to you first. Like she needs to be coming to you for safety. So I would work that, put her on a leash and turn on those noises. You can praise her for the licking and yawning, but then get her coming to you. Okay. We'll try Katie, Katie, why when Deacon is nervous do you go after Deacon? Did you notice that Deacon was scared? She said she noticed he was scared, but it didn't bother her. I think it did bother you, Katie. I think that's why one of the reasons why you attacked him. But Deacon is my friend. And that's displaced energy. I mean, that's common. If you've ever seen two dogs in a car and one sees another dog, the dog oftentimes attacks the dog in the car instead of the dog outside the window. It's just Mm -hmm. displaced energy. It has nothing to do with the other individual. Right. I do do it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You do it all the time, I? Yeah, I think we all do. Sometimes, we know, it's like we snap at the ones we love when we're irritated in life, right? That happens. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So with Katie, we need to work on her more coming to you for safety. Okay. <laughs> more training, oh no! <laughs> she is a character, that Katie. Never have to stop training, Katie. Katie, I want you to really pay attention and go to mom for safety because it can't feel good fighting your brother. It just can't feel good. It's not even me, she says. So we really need her to connect to her body. I mean, and, like, what that happens, too, like the T-touch would be great for this, is to, like, get her focused and then get her grounded in her body. And even before you turn on, like, the vacuum cleaner, or or the noise, whatever noise Deacon is scared of, to ground Katie in her body first. Touch her, stroke her, do the T-touches, then turn it on. And so that she really relates to herself and what her body is doing. Okay. I'll, and I uh, think I'll look. That's look common for that. a lot of animals, too, that have, like, because she has hip problems and she's got some pain in her body. So a lot of dogs that have some pain in their body are often disassociated with their body. So the okay. more you can get her connected to her body, agility even, too, would be good. Mm-hmm. Or obstacle yeah. courses, getting her focused on you and where she's moving and where she's stepping. Okay. Well, we're getting okay. Reiki this weekend and next weekend. Good. So that's good. I scheduled Reiki for them again, which is, they loved it the first time around. Good. That's yeah. so Maybe cool. Reiki. Reiki, you say. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you, Nancy, and thanks for yeah, thank doing our so show, everything that you do. Yeah. Uh, will you remind the, the listeners, if they have any suggestions for guests, to email you? And yes. then I'll follow up on them. Okay? Thank you. We will. Great. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Yep. And that was Nancy, our uh, rescue segment producer. She's the one who finds usually all of the great rescue groups that are on our show. And she herself is very involved in, in rescue work. So thanks so, to Nancy. So if there's any rescue group out there that wants to be on the show and wants to bring an animal on the show, please email us and we'll get you connected with Nancy to get a time scheduled. Yeah, petpsychicradio at gmail.com. 
Our next caller is Marge, who has a border collie. And if you go on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Radio, you can see Gwen, the eight-and-a-half-year-old border collie. Uh, she has had an infected paw for about six months. And I guess Marge wants to know how um, she's feeling and what happened. So let's get down to the bottom of this. Marge, hey. when you went and... Um, after, did you see what happened, or you still you don't know what happened with Gwen? Well, no, but uh, basically she's had infected paws, all of them, mm-hmm. off and on for the six months. But she's finally getting a bit better, working with a holistic doctor, not a vet. I mean, yeah, holistic person doctor was just about clearing up the inflammation. And then uh, one night... Let's see, she came up at four uh, just to say hi, which she does, went down again, stairs again, and in the morning uh, she was really favoring this right front paw, and I was walking on three legs and so on, and uh, that was four and a half weeks ago. Um, so, And I did find out that both the night lights were out, and certainly there's shoes in her path if she's... <laughs> going from uh, the downstairs to the upstairs to kind of see how she feels. And then that paw that she's having trouble with, then it did come out with the inflammation again. So the inflammation goes from one paw to the next. We've been to two different vets. We've done three different antibiotics. Finally, um, whatever the holistic doctor is giving her, she gets once a day is helping, but it's been two, that's been two months on that. But she's been on restriction for a long, long time. Yeah, and she's a border collie, so it's probably really hard for her. Uh, Probably is, but I think maybe her stamina isn't as much as it used to be. Um, Mm. In some ways, the problem started last April when we, on the sheep herding, we got changed to a different arena with coarser sand and she goes faster than the others, and she jumps into water afterward. And she did, ju- in August, jump into a vat of filthy water and did eventually get diagnosed with four different staph infections. And three different antibiotics didn't help, and I finally said, you know, I'm tired of this. Maybe the fourth one would have done it. But it's just been a very long haul for us. Mm. So how does because, that? How so we want to get. How does her paw feel? Okay. And and did she have an accident that night? The chiropractor would love to know too, because she walks normally on the carpet, plays, okay. and her weight is on it, and her weight will be not too bad on the pavement, but on the rough streets or anything. Um, She's, like, favoring that one paw, but I don't think anything's broken. Okay, okay, let me get her. Gwen, honey, how you feeling? I'm bored. Yep. (laughs) I think my mom and I need to go on a vacation. And I was thinking maybe we could try different foods. Like maybe I could try tricks for different foods. How's your how's your paw? How's that right paw? It still stings. 
stings. It stings, it burns, and it throbs. When, when, what happened that night where you were walking fine and then something happened in the morning and you were walking on three legs? What happened? I twisted my ankle. She said when she twisted her ankle, it hurt the whole outside of her paw, like the side, the outside of her side of her paw. Hmm. It still burns. Yeah, her ankle does hurt because sometimes when she puts weight on it, her ankle hurts too. Huh. I don't know what I can do other than keep her off it. No, do you know what mom can... She says sometimes she gets these little pills and they make them better. Do you know what that is? Uh, no. Did you ever give her like Arnica or something? Oh, yes, I did. Arnica Montana. I think maybe it's that. Put her back on that? Yeah. I think that's what she's talking about. Okay, I had her on that between uh, different things the homeopath was doing. And huh. I I just started an aromatherapy uh, anti-inflammatory, and I don't know whether that helped or not. That I would, you, would have... Let's ask her. What did you think about the aromatherapy? I rub it on with my finger. She said it was sweet-smelling and calming. So we can keep but it I that way. But I don't think it helps my paw. <laughs> Maybe I not. I think it made her feel calm, but not her paw. Okay. It feels hot and throbbing. You know the feeling of being stepped on and then your 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 foot just throbs for a little bit? Yep. It's kind of like that. But it also couple? has, like... To be honest with you, on the pad, it also has that feeling of maybe like like you've stepped on a seashell. It yeah, I, not- did, this, I didn't feel like there's anything in there. You know, people say she should be cut into and see what's in there, but I didn't think it was that. Have, uh, soak, did the soaking in Epsom salts help when I'd put it in the hot water and uh, what did the you rubber? Think of- She said she liked the feeling afterwards, but not during. Oh. It's stung in between her paws. Yep. The inflammation's in between the paws. That's where it's been off and on on all the different paws for six months. Oh, no. And what food do you have her on? Uh, still and Chewy's chi- raw chicken. Well, good. I don't know. I wonder. Well, I mean, what worries me is that her immune system is not kicking this out. If it's still the staph infection. I mean, uh, I know she, she sprained her little paw, but I don't think that's the only thing that's going on. I think. I don't think so either. Maybe the fourth antibiotic would have done it, but. Did you, you know. did they test the staph infection to know which antibiotic to try? Uh, yes, and at that point, let's see, have we done two since then? Two of those, and the last one we did, uh, 
when it didn't do anything, the poor specialist said, well, she'd heard that one out of ten dogs, it didn't help, and uh, I guess she'd seen her 10%. So maybe the fourth one, I've got a prescription here since September that's a fourth one, but, you know, as long as I was working with a holistic doctor, I wanted to see how much he could do. And at least it stopped bleeding, and it mostly most of the inflammation stopped, most of it. But having it break out again on the right f- foot made me think it's still. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. You gotta let us know what happens. Keep us updated. Are the other and- paws feeling okay? Sometimes they sting too. Yeah, I'm just playing still in her system. I wonder if you should switch her off chicken, Marge, and try another meat. Right. I just bought four packs of its special order, but they'd probably let me trade it. <laughs> yeah, they'd let you trade it. But, I mean, I'm just curious, you know. I mean, maybe it has something to do with chicken. So, Ooh. Marge, you got let us know what happens and keep us updated. Okay, yeah, I've... Sure, appreciate you talking to me. I just know something just plain isn't right. It's just been too long. I know it's so frustrating, but you need the right doctor too to help you. I do indeed, and uh, I, you know, just kind of don't know quite what to do on that. Mm. Did you um? And so, did you take her down to VMSG? Uh, yeah, I know that's where the, we met our specialist. Yeah, veterinary medical and surgical group, yeah. And maybe I would take her to Anya or Dr. Han. I'll email you those people. Um, okay, or or maybe, as we said, maybe the fourth one that the lady gave us a prescription for would do the, would do the trick. I just was maybe. getting... Yeah, I know, don't know. I don't know anything about antibiotics. But, uh, well, yeah, four, four staph infections. Aww. Well, keep us posted, Marge. From the water she jumped in. Oh, man. Aww. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this and figure it all out. Because that's no good. That's too way too long. No. Right? Too long. Okay, too we, long. Got, uh, we have... Rose Petal, who's on Facebook, she's a cat, and she has passed away um, two days ago, and Valerie doesn't know um, what happened, so let's talk to Rose Petal. Um, oh. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm just in shock. I'm just in total shock. Oh, and she was just three years old, I'm reading, huh? She's yeah, a baby. She was, yeah, she was. Yeah. And so tell me what happened. Did you find her or what? Yeah, I just found her, and she was had been gone for maybe, I don't know, maybe an hour maybe. Um, and my was she outside, inside, or where did you find she, her? She was, she's always an in, been an inside cat. I rescued off her, her and her two sisters uh-huh. three years ago. They were born on my property, and um, I took them all in. And um, you talked to the mother, Rainbow, a while ago. She's the feral cat that lives outside still. Oh, um, nice. But, 
these are her kittens and um you know the only thing i can think of is she had like a breathing thing when she purred mm-hmm. um she always had that ever since she was a kitten and i just thought maybe there was something because she was outdoors she was probably born in march i'm thinking and you know she was out in cold weather so let's maybe ask, something yeah let's ask her okay let's, all right i'm gonna get, get rose settled and she's a really beautiful soft tabby yeah okay. she was She says she's in heaven now. On where the wind is soft and the flowers are bright and on where butterflies are, there's a place here that has a pillow that gets sunlight. So she's like in a bedroom in heaven and the pillow gets sunlight and she sleeps on the pillow and I have to tell my mom something you don't need to worry about me because my spirit is so free and I have no worries and when I was in my body it wasn't that I had a breathing problem It's just that I didn't have as much strength. I had a healthy body, but not really healthy body. So what happened, sweetheart? How did you pass away? An angel needed me. An angel said, you come with me. How come you had to go with the angel? The angel said to me, you're my friend. And I need you to do a job. What is the job? She says, do you know all the butterflies? They're dying. And I'm helping them survive. Oh, how beautiful. She's telling them where to go almost like with their migration she's telling them when to migrate and when not to migrate and I'm telling people don't cut down that tree and I'm really good I'm really good at it because the butterflies are part of who I am that's so interesting that she's wow. doing that in heaven. And I'm wow. thinking about it, about how she said that she's like a, that she first did, started it sort of like with the wind. And I thought, how interesting she's talking about the wind when she in, was an indoor cat, you know? Well, she was outside. I'll tell you, when she was a kitten, I used to mm-hmm. watch them outside before I trapped them. And the mother wouldn't let me get near them. And I watched them playing, and she would stand up on the log. And the wind would be blowing, and she'd be like, have her head, you know, just like sniffing it, and just, oh, she just loved it, you know? Oh, so, oh, that's, nice. yeah, so that's what I think of when you say the wind. Yeah, I don't know much about the butterflies and their migration and stuff, but it'd be interesting to sort of research that and see, like, yeah, what yeah, I will, I will. Doing with them, but how neat, what a beautiful job. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes they're not very sick. They're not sickly. And then 
there is a job and for some reason heaven or somebody on the other side believes that that spirit would be the best suited for the job. And so oftentimes they're just taken from their bodies. And wow. sometimes they have a choice and sometimes it's just sort of divine, the divine plan of it. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that she said that the angel was her friend, so it makes me feel like she might have known the angel before, so it's somebody that she right. came home to, um, right. which I always find is comforting, and that she still has a home, so even though she's yeah. helping the butterflies out, and she's sort of in the air, her essence is sort of spread out, it's not necessarily always in cat form, but then also there is a bedroom there where she lies on a pillow and is a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's neat, too. Usually they don't have jobs so fast. Like, she passed away only two days ago. So right. I think it's when they, like, sometimes they're just resting that whole time. Right. And and right. I think it's really cool that she's already working. Yeah. She's, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. Wow. She was the yeah. sweetest, sweetest girl. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Sharing, thank you so much. Oh, Rose Petal. We'll start. Um, that's that's like the sweetest name I've ever heard. I know, Rose. It's so sweet. Rose Petal. I love oh, it. I know, I know. Okay, it's time for Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. I think we so, should do Rosa today. Do you want to do Rosa? Sure. Rosa is my cat. She is a tabby cat who is about 17 years old, mm-hmm. roughly, hanging out on my bed. She got a new toy. She got a new Rosa? toy for free from Rock Cat and Dog, where I buy my Stella and Chewies. And um, they gave her a sample because they got it from one of the companies who's trying to check out this um, organic catnip. And she really likes wow. her hemp. And she likes- it's a hemp catnip, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. She likes it. All right, so Rosa, Rosa's words of wisdom. What do you want to say, Rosa? I want to say it's important to study hard. To know what you want to do, and then study hard and do it. Then also it's important to take a break and let your mind be in music. And then once you created music, you can get back to work again. That's not really a word of wisdom. I think she's talking about you. Well, obviously, she's just, like, telling what's been going on at home here. (laughs) Oh, man. We don't have time. I know. It's so cute. I think what she's saying, though, is, you know, take time and, like, discipline yourself and do what you want to do. And then remember to give yourself a break and then do other things that you love, like your music. Thank you. Because your music is so creative, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes, that's and true. That's what she's saying. And then once you refresh yourself with the music and the creativity, then you can go back and discipline yourself in that other type of work, although you keep doing everything at once. I know. All right. Uh, well, come and listen to us again next week on Pet Psychic Radio Show. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com. 
for more animal communication. All right, see you all next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.